This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Hello there. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. I am delighted to have you. I really am. And I'm, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. And I want you to know that I'm going down a rabbit hole. I promise I'm going to come back out of the rabbit hole. You got to be prepared because I'm going to go deep down a rabbit hole. But then I promise I'm going to come back out of the rabbit hole. I promise. I want to start with some passages from the Bible. Uh, Yeah. Told you we're going to go down a rabbit hole. There's this warning that comes up again and again and again uh, in Scripture. And it comes from Jesus. It comes from Paul. It comes from uh, Jesus' brothers, James, who wrote one of the books of the Bible. It comes from his brother, Jude, who wrote another book of the Bible. Um, and we see this time and time again, this cropping up, even Peter, one of the other apostles warns of it. So, so Jesus in Matthew 24 says, uh, at that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah or there he is, do not believe it for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive if possible, even the elect. That means even people in the church. Or Jude, uh, the brother of Christ, says, But dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not follow the Spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love. Be merciful to those who doubt. And then there's Paul. Paul writes in 1 Timothy 4, the Spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. 
Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. Or 2 Timothy 4, preach the word, be prepared in season and out, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. And I've always wondered, what will that look like? What will it look like when people turn away from sound doctrine and faith and start putting their faith in idols? John Calvin said our hearts are perpetual factories of idols. What's that going to look like? And we see that, I think, with progressive church. We have churches in the world today that claim Christ but look just like the world around them. They put the rainbow flag out front. They say all are welcome and all are loved. All dogs go to heaven. The only people who don't are the bigots and the like. It's just it's fascinating to me to watch the progressive church in America. And by the way, they're declining in number. Uh, the, the, the last Episcopalian has already been born demographically at the rapid decline of that church. The United Methodist Church now headed out the door of Christendom. Uh, the, the PCUSA, Presbyterian Church, United States of America, they have embraced uh, the world, uh, the United Church of Christ. They're worldly, and they're all in decline. And you look at that, I look at that. If we're conservatives, say, oh, look at the progressives. But, but Christ says it could happen even in the church. They all say it can happen to people who are church. It can happen to people who grew up in the church. It can happen to evangelicals. What is that going to look like? Here I come out of the rabbit hole, and you're not going to like it. Yesterday, Tucker Carlson did a two-and-a-half-hour interview with Andrew Tate. Some of you blessedly do not know who Andrew Tate is. Andrew Tate is not a good man. Andrew Tate actually is a pretty bad person. He's a former professional kickboxer and a reality TV star. He's been charged with rape, human trafficking, and forming a criminal gang to sexually exploit women in Romania. Now, Tate denies these charges, and in fact, allowed Andrew Tate last night to be dismissive of the charges. But you don't need the charges to know Andrew Tate's a bad guy. And I question why we need Andrew Tate's opinion on Ukraine or anything else. Now, before you come at me, let me give you one of Andrew Tate's quotes. Islam is the natural instate for anybody who truly believes in God. How can you believe in a God who is mocked? Christianity, LOL. God should be feared. You are either an atheist or a Muslim. One group is degenerate. One group lives true. Make your choice. All right. Many of you listening, you love Tucker Carlson. If Andrew Tate, if he's platforming Andrew Tate, putting Andrew Tate on, he's a good guy. Got to be. What do you think about that quote from Andrew Tate? You're either an atheist or a Muslim. You're either a degenerate 
or you're a Muslim or you a degenerate if you believe in Jesus. This is the guy that Tucker Carlson thought we needed his views on Kamala Harris in Ukraine. Now, dads, dads, do you have daughters? Andrew Tate wants you to know, this is direct quote, females have no innate responsibility or, or honor. Girls don't like responsibility. Women are intrinsically lazy. I don't think one woman is capable of completing a man's life. I think you need a wife and you need hoes. You need multiple women. Women are the true currency of ballers. You need more than one. Hey guys, uh, you, you all into Andrew Tate? Are you are you cheating on your wife? Are you cheating on your girlfriend? Because that's what Andrew Tate believes you should do. That's Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate's a sexually exploitive pornographer. Andrew Tate ran a porn webcam business in Romania, and if the charges are to be believed, lured women in and kept them there against their will to perform porn for men around the world. Is that the guy you think? Should be a role model. Now, listen, I don't have a problem with Tucker Carlson interviewing anyone. But when you decide you're going to interview him and it's not about what he does, you want to ask him about Ukraine? Why? Tucker Carlson has actually cast doubt on the charges against Andrew Tate. You don't need the charges. You can say, Erickson, he hasn't been convicted of anything. That's fine. He's still a sexually exploiting pornographer who believes that women have no value. Men should be able to be abusive to women, choke them, among other things, uh, that women are lazy, and that you as a guy should have multiple sexual partners. In fact, there's a video. I can't play it for you because of his pornography or his language, and I would – Uh, Note that this Muslim is drinking a glass of bourbon while in the conversation. Muslims aren't supposed to drink. Islam just seems to be a convenient thing for him. And Andrew Tate is talking about how he sleeps with multiple women at night in bed and and, uh, has sex with multiple women regularly. He, He doesn't believe in monogamy. He believes that they can't cheat on him, but he should be able to cheat on them. Is that the guy you think is worth asking his views on anything? We've been talking a lot about the movie Sound of Freedom, conservatives all up in arms about the attacks from the left on on this movie. Uh, You're either with Andrew Tate or you're with Sound of Freedom. Uh, You do do have to pick at some point. You do have to pick a righteousness or not. And so I look at these people. I look at the reaction of people who have criticized me over this. I'm like, ah, now I see what Jesus is talking about. The people who fall away, the people who want their ears tickled. Andrew Tate hates the right people, so he must be on the right side. The, the, the bad people hate Andrew Tate, so he must be good, and, and, and we must listen to him. He should be platformed. We should get his views on Ukraine because he is this cool dude who bangs chicks and runs a porn business. That's, that's what we need as a role model for our sons. Really, people? There's a heaven and a hell. And a lot of people are going to get their ears tickled all the way to hell. In his interview with Tucker Carlson, Tucker says to him, I'm not the world's expert on your message, but I've seen a lot of it. And it's not explicitly politically political, actually. 
Tate says, my message is traditional masculinity. My message is to stand up and say what you mean and mean what you say. I was labeled a misogynist for the longest time just for saying men should have standards. If you tell a man he can have standards in a relationship in any way, you're a misogynist. They've gendered the argument in a way I never did. I said as a man, you shouldn't have a girlfriend who's a liar and a cheater, and you also shouldn't have male friends who are liars and cheaters, and you shouldn't be around dishonest people, male or female. I said that men should have standards and you should have protocols that you are prepared to accept and you should have hard parameters. And if a woman doesn't want to adhere to those parameters, that's her decision and it's her prerogative, but you don't have to stay with her. Why would you? So Tucker Carlson asks him, so you're arguing that it's better to be with virtuous women? I think so. Yes, I am, Tucker. Tucker Carlson says, if you are arguing that it's really important for a man to find a good woman, a decent woman, an honest woman, that's the truest thing that's ever been said. That's the most important thing any man can do. I mean, I can tell you firsthand, I've been married 32 years. That's the most important thing. And you think saying that angered people? Absolutely, Andrew Tate said. I'm arguing the only way to do this is via masculine excellence. Oh, your ears tickled, didn't they? And Tucker Carlson never asked him, why did he say, I'd never get married? No, I don't see the tactical advantage to getting married. Hmm? Tate said that. Tate said, if you're a high enough status individual, then you get to get your way with more. I have beautiful women who are in love with me, and we're all happy and smiley every day. I get to bang whatever I want. Except he didn't say that. He used the F word. He says, I don't think one woman is capable of completing a man's life, directly contradicting the virtuous women thing. He, he ran a porn business. He exploited women. You can like Tucker Carlson. I do. But you can question, why do you want to try to normalize a guy like this? Why do you want to pretend that he's something other than who he is? Why do you want to pretend he's just talking about uh, masculine virtue? He's not. He's also a man who believes if you're not a Muslim, you're a degenerate. He's also a man who believes Christianity is weak because Christians believe their God got killed. I got to ask all of you, we spend a lot of time, all of us on our side, looking at the left and we see what happens in, in left-wing churches, and they conform to look just like the world, the world around us, the sexually hedonistic culture of the world. Isn't Andrew Tate doing that too? Isn't he of the world as well? He believes Jesus Christ is a degenerate, weak who died. He believes that men should have multiple women and should be able to sleep with whoever they want, but women shouldn't. He believes women are lazy and has no value. And he believes they should be put in front of cameras and sexually exploited for profit. Is that the kind of person you want your son to look at as a role model? Is that the person you think should be platformed and normalized? Is that the type of person you think his views on Ukraine or American politics have any value whatsoever? If so... You might be who Christ was talking about when he said, even in the end times, those in the church will be fooled and fall away.
Greetings, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, happy to have you. I've got to talk about no labels. I'll talk about no labels in just a moment. Um, I'm just, I'm kind of intrigued by the people who think that, um, well, look, I, I just had somebody reply on online, as a matter of fact. Well, I remember people thinking that Johnny Depp was a terrible person based on Amber Heard's allegations. These, these aren't all, I can't play you the audio of Andrew Tate because he's so profane. But uh, in his own words, uh, women are lazy. Men should be able to cheat. Uh, they don't need to be faithful. The acquisition of wealth is the most important thing. And if you're a Christian, you're a degenerate. Um, okay, that that's that's who we're going to listen to on the right, really? Craig, you're going to be up next. Welcome, Craig. How are you? Uh, good. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, what you're just talking about, it reminded me of a meme that I saw, and it was a picture of a mouth whispering into an ear with, like, images of snakes, like, going from the mouth into the ear. And it said, if Satan can talk angels out of heaven, he can talk you into hell. So be careful of the voices you listen to. Oh, that's a good line. That is a good line. Um, you know, we are what we consume. Um, you you consume uh, Andrew Tate's words and listen to him regularly. And it, it, there's a lot of young men uh, who have gotten into physical fitness uh, and good for them. But also they, they're turning this into their body is a temple of something, uh, of wealth accumulation or something. They're listening to guys like Andrew Tate who give really terrible advice to young men. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't want my daughter to date someone who's an Andrew Tate fan, given that Andrew Tate advocates a promiscuity of men and abuse of women, among other things. Um, I, I you, Such a good line. Um, if Satan can talk angels out of heaven, he can certainly talk you into hell. Yes. Uh, I Listen, this, this is not don't cancel Andrew Tate, um, but I do question uh, Tucker Carlson spends two hours, over two hours with this guy, uh, excusing all the terrible things he said, playing down why he's been arrested and is charged with rape, among other things, in in Romania. And then it lets him pontificate on Ukraine. and Kamala. I don't like Kamala Harris either, but I, I don't care what a, a serial pornographer who exploits, exploits women has to say about Kamala Harris. And you shouldn't either. I mean, you, you, what you put into your mind matters. And by the way, you know... A lot of pornography these days is of sexually exploited and often trafficked victims. There's a ton of data out there. Um, you want to stop human trafficking, stop looking at porn, and stop paying attention to people like Andrew Tate, who exploits women uh, for pornographic reasons. That's the reality of the world we live in. You are what you consume, and if you're consuming what he says, it's going to affect you. Greetings. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. 877-973-7425. Uh, if you want to be on the program, Bill, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Eric. Uh, I uh, I saw a Wall Street Journal article yesterday that I think was really interesting. It talked about uh, job growth in blue states versus red states. And the job growth numbers were pretty significantly greater in blue states. And I think the Republicans need to find a way to message that for 2024. I think a lot of the job report stuff on national basis is misleading. 
And I'm I'm curious about your thoughts on that. If you saw the article and and if you okay, well yeah yeah yeah. So let me let me clarify uh, something that you just said. You said that the job there are more jobs in blue states than red states. More job growth, higher more. percentage of job growth in blue states than red states. Okay, um, well, I, so I'm looking at the Washington Post story. And it says that the fifth of the 17 fastest hiring states, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 14 voted for Trump in 2020. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to find the Wall Street Journal one here because um, the well, yeah, it was in yesterday it was in yesterday's Wall Street. Okay, let, let me let, let me find the Wall Street Journal one because you know I can tell you uh, based on the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, just looking at this Washington Post story. Um, that 14 of the 17 states that have created the most jobs uh, were states that went part of uh, went to Trump in 2020. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking online trying to find this uh, one from the Wall Street Journal as well. Um, but one way or the other, I can tell you that um, the when you look at flight, for example, from blue states to red states, uh, that one is increasing. And there's actually data out today that Tennessee is now like the third fastest growing state in the country. Uh, so there is an economic argument for them to tell. DeSantis in Florida still has probably the best economic argument to tell, uh, given what's happening there. And in fact, the collapse in populations in states like New York and California is interesting. I can't find... And I'm looking. Um, I uh, okay. Here, here's here's one of them. Uh, payroll increases extend to building, home selling, and automaking. Uh, the Labor Department says uh, the strong job gains come despite companies and consumers facing higher higher borrowing costs. American factories um, are productive. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm not seeing the the actual one here but this is this is the Walsh, the Washington Post one we ranked the 50 states by their hiring rates and we're struck by a trend so clear it should be front page news republican leaning states are hiring faster than blue states of the 17 fastest hiring states according to the bureau of labor statistics 14 voted for trump in 2020 the top two biden voting states georgia and nevada are technically purple states uh, the 10 slowest hiring states all went for joe biden have we all missed a hidden red state resurgence? That is um, the Washington Post. Many of the fastest hiring states, Alaska, Wyoming, Montana, and Kentucky, have unusually low tax rates and lean on extractive industries such as mining or petroleum. So there's that. All right. Uh, let me go to Tyler here. Welcome to the show, Tyler. Hey, Mr. Erickson. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. First time caller, uh, long time listener. Absolutely love your show. I'm a 21 year old conservative. Uh, I guess you call me a unicorn, and I'm a Christian. So uh, you know. Oh, a 21 year old conservative Christian. Uh, yeah, you're 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 a rare rare breed. Now I, I see the area code. Where are you calling from, Tyler? I am calling from uh, Spart- Spartanburg, South Carolina. Ah, God's country. Yes, sir. Exactly. So. I, I want to say first of all how much I how much I loved your comments because uh, that's not being said enough, and I have a uh, unfortunately a few relatives who have been like, well, I want to teach my son to to be like Andrew Tate, but 
regardless of that, it's disgusting. But regardless of that, I think, you know, people forget Donald Trump has said some of the things he has said the last few years. Like, for example, that if he if Ivanka wasn't his daughter, he perhaps would be dating her. <laughs> and yeah. then you have the paying off of porn stars. And I think we got to return to a sense of normalcy uh, that normal people don't say that. And normal everyday people don't think that things like that. Uh, you okay. know, it's just so something it- I've noticed. Can, can, I want to I want to jump off uh, from, from here to, to and, and tie all this stuff because there's an underlying thread here. And Tyler, thanks for the call and, and for listening uh, in Spartanburg on WRD. Um, money. So I'm y'all. I I'll be I'll out myself here. I I would like higher. I mean, everybody wants higher income, and I've got a good income now. But I do want to be able to afford regularly to like take my family and friends on on great trips, on private planes. And so I've been on a private plane a couple of times in my life and it spoils you. I want to do it regularly, largely because y'all, I literally have gotten yelled at at the airport while peeing more than once. Uh, you, I, I go into the stall now, but so I've been, I mean, just a couple of what last month when I was going to Colorado, I got yelled at at the airport by somebody. Um, I, I went to a, went out to lunch yesterday before the show and, and old guy comes up to me and asks if I am, um, if I'm staying or I'm going because his wife didn't want to come in the restaurant while I'm there, I, I would. I, I, money makes it easier to travel. You can't buy happiness, but actually, flying private makes me happy. But money is really corrupting too. And there's a tie in there. Whether you're talking about Trump or Andrew Tate or others, Andrew Tate believes that the chief end of man is not to glorify God and enjoy Him forever, but to acquire as much stuff. Money is so corrupting for people, and and not for everyone. I know some very wealthy people, really wealthy people y'all would know, people who are like the, the, the Forbes 100 list. And they've got good families. One of the common threads, though, is that they were not, they did not have inherited wealth. They were self-made men, and they became very, very wealthy through their ideas and know-how and wherewithal. Some of them are now like, I mean, the top 20 richest people on the planet. And, but I've also found that even among them, you begin to lead a different life and it can be isolating. So I, this is not really to pat myself on the back, but I I literally live in Macon, Georgia, uh, the middle of Georgia. Uh, I, I could live in Atlanta. I have turned down jobs to move to Washington and New York. I turned down a very large job years ago on television because uh, my family did not want to move to New York City. And there's no way I would want to raise my family in New York City and make that amount of money. I, I would love to make I would love to make seven figures a year. I don't. I would. Uh, and hopefully I'll get there with this radio program. But also not live in some isolated area, even like Palm Beach where all rich conservatives go. It just becomes this weird world. Like, for example, one of the things I want to do one day, I want to build a house. I have this house in my head. I want to build it. I go online and I look at houses a lot, uh, big mansions. Uh, how's this house? It's giant. It's on acreage and it's only $5 million. I could, I okay. But then you look and it looks like Louis XIV puked all over the house. Like, have you have you seen the way some rich people live? They want these little palaces with their gold chandeliers and gold leaf and marble floors and, and this, this uh, French-style furniture. It doesn't look comfortable. It looks gaudy as hell. It looks like Louis XIV threw up all over the place. And then you live in this world. I, I, I've got a friend of mine. I've told the story before. I, I love her. I love her. I love her. 
wonderful human being from a very wealthy family when I was struggling and there were there was a long time that I really struggled to make ends meet. And my wife and I got invited out to this family's house in Aspen, Colorado to go ski. And I never skied before. My wife did in the past. And uh, they have this massive compound, like 17 bedrooms in this place in Aspen is massive on acreage, but right up against the slopes. And and, and I was like, this would be fun. And, and they were friends. And I was pricing the tickets and it was like $3,000. It was expensive. I won't say it was $3,000, but it was thousands of dollars per person round trip in economy the back of the plane. We didn't have that kind of money. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry, we, we can't afford to do this. And literally the response was, oh, I didn't realize it was expensive to fly to Aspen. Like, uh, do y'all drive? No, 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 no. That's the very first time I ever heard the word net jets. That we just take mommy and daddy's net jets. I had no idea it's a subscription plane, private planes. I had no idea such a thing existed. Now I covet it relentlessly, <laughs> but it just money's corrupting. You look at Andrew Tate and he says that the, he, he overinflates his, his money, what we know of. He overinflates it. Um, he, he puts on this image of being very wealthy and surrounding himself with, with women and cars. And a lot of it's not actually his, and, but he, he, money, the acquisition of wealth, it's corrupting y'all. It's corrupting. It's something we see in the economy today. I genuinely believe the way to get wealthy is to provide a good or a service to people that's of quality, that people want. It's me being a good radio show host, keeping you entertained, keeping you company, uh, having a relationship with you, keeping you informed of what's going on. I give you a good product. Over time, more and more radio stations pick it up. I I grow my income because I'm providing a a service to you that you like. Or you build a widget. You build the best widget you you can build. You get wealthy over time building widgets. The problem is that so many people today in private equity and, and the like, they believe that the chief end of man is to make money, that, that you're not supposed to make a good or a service. You're supposed to make money. And they'll nickel and dime. They, they'll treat employees like garbage. They'll do whatever they can because the goal is money. It's not to provide a meaningful good or service. I want to provide a meaningful good or service. Most of you do as well. When you change that perspective to it's all about money, quote Ilhan Omar, it's all about the Benjamins. It becomes corrupting. The corruption of it. People become instruments. They become means to an end, the acquisition of wealth and pleasure. Whether it's how the former president treated the mistresses and the porn stars, whether it's Andrew Tate, you name it. Whether it's the people who build the gaudy houses that are so ostentatious, they look like Louis XIV threw up all over the living room just so that they can display, I have money. You don't have money, or you may have money, but you have no taste. You have no taste at all. You have substituted money for taste. Tyler, I realize you didn't intend to make me get off on this tangent, but I just, I look at houses uh, a lot because I've got this one I want to build in my head. My buddy Vince is one day, if I have the money, I'm going to buy land and build a house. And I have things that I want in it. But then I look at these these wealthy people's houses online. It's like, dear God, that's disgusting. It's just, it's it's got, I, so I have a friend, had a friend. He's He's passed away. Very, very wealthy individual. And I went to his house one time. And I'm just like, 
so he 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 was on like had multiple wives, multiple wives. And he was a, he was a fine guy, he's a fine guy, but all about the money, all about money. Everything was about money. How much he spent on this, how much he spent on that, where he got this, where he got that. The house was atrocious. Was like, did you clearly did not have like an interior designer pick out the interior of the house? And if you did, it must have been the, the interior designer was blind, and it was it was all to show off the wealth, the the lavishness of the lifestyle. It wasn't comfortable. You didn't want to sit on the couch. You didn't want to do anything. But he had one room, one room in the house that was, like, totally comfortable. Uh, old, beat-up furniture. Furniture from, like, when he was a kid, his parents' furniture. He had, like, a lazy boy that had not been recovered in, like, 50 years. And that's where he went. He had all this this massive house, this massive compound with gold leaf and marble floors and, and all these chairs that look like European thrones and uncomfortable couches. And he never even said of it. it was there just, I am wealthy. Look at my trash taste. And then you go in the back room and it looked like you were in a double wide. And that's where he liked to stay. It's just it's unbelievable. I don't understand. Money can be so corrupting to people. It can be used for so much good. In a couple weeks, I'm actually going to be gone in like I guess two, three weeks. I'm going to be gone for two days, and I'm not actually off. I'm working. I'm raising money for a hospital in Atlanta, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. We do, my flagship station does this annual carathon. We have really wealthy people who give a lot of money. It's the largest sickle cell uh, treatment facility, one of the largest research institutes on childhood cancer in the country. Uh, and even though it's in Atlanta, it's Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, it helps kids all over the world with their research and their, and a lot of really wealthy people give a lot of money. And a lot of people who don't have a lot of money give a lot of money to help the research. And money can be used for so much good. But when you're a guy like Andrew Tate and it's all about money, it just twists your soul. The, when the acquisition of wealth is the chief end of man, it never goes well. And there's a cautionary tale for every single one of us here who you want to strive, you want a lot of money, you want a high income, you want to grow your business, you want to do well, and, and you measure your wealth by your income. That That's perfectly fine. But then what do you do with it? Tim Keller, when he was live, had a great, great line. Uh, what you spend your money on is what you worship. What you spend your money on is what you worship. And I had a guy one time, and I said that quote, and I know that guy has a lot of money. And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, I, I pay my mortgage. I pay my car note. I pay my water bill. I pay my power bill. I pay my cable bill. And I don't have any money after that. I, I, the rest of it goes to my ex-wife. And I just looked at him. I said, Bill, you're worshiping yourself. If all your money is going to just pay your luxuries in life, you're worshiping yourself. That's the chief danger, I think, of having a lot of money. You sometimes just wind up worshiping yourself and forget about everything else. <laughs> Y'all, so, so talking about money corrupted and stuff, Lister sends me a screenshot from the internet. He put in uh, Eric Erickson net worth. So here, here's my net worth according to the internet. Uh, one says $5 million. Another says $3 million. Another one says $13 million. <laughs> I wish. One of them says $250,000, which is, I think, about accurate. <laughs> Good Lord. You cannot believe what you read on the Internet. That is hilarious. Um, so I, I, I guess with my imaginary net worth, I can go build a house. My Lord, how do people come up with this stuff? Um which, again, a good lesson. You can't believe what you read 
on the internet. Um, but you can believe Sheila Jackson Lee. Y'all know Sheila Jackson Lee. I'll never forget Sheila Jackson Lee. She is the congresswoman from Texas who represents part of Houston, who went to NASA when they landed the Mars Pathfinder. Do y'all remember this? True story. I'm not making this up. You know, Hank Johnson from Georgia was worried about Guam flipping over with too many people on it. Sheila Jackson Lee, I'm not making this up. She went to NASA when the Mars rover was there and asked them if they were able to steer it over to where Neil Armstrong had planted the flag. She did. I'm not making that up. This is her. Day to join my colleagues in the Congressional Black Caucus and we'll continue to work with them and proceed to analyze uh, the very wrongheaded decision that was made by the United States Supreme Court on the question of affirmative action. I thank the gentlelady from Florida, the gentleman from New York, and certainly the gentleman from Nevada uh, in their leadership. But I rise today as a clear recipient of affirmative action. Uh-huh. And particularly in higher education. Uh-huh. I may have been admitted on affirmative action, both in terms of being a woman and a woman of color. But I can declare that I did not graduate on affirmative action. This is my personal story. <laughs> the woman who thought Neil Armstrong landed on Mars, we are surprised to learn, got into college because of affirmative action. And this goes to prove Clarence Thomas's point that as long as affirmative action exists, Black men and women will be disparaged as being uh, where they are in life because of affirmative action, not because of their own merits. At least Sheila Jackson Lee, like Joy Reid on MSNBC, is willing to admit it was affirmative action that got them where they are. Not that any of us are surprised uh, by how dim-witted they are. Of course they didn't get there on their own merits. Of course not. Um, I, I just, I wonder about Hank Johnson. I wonder if the world's going to flip over because of him and all that population. Good Lord. We'll be back tomorrow.